Hey, it's Addie slash Ivy Cloud, Duty to the Clans, my podcast. Well, this is my best friend, Sandbloom's podcast, or Cassie, you may call her. And it's about Percy Jackson. Um, I know that they are her favorite books. And also, I might read them in the future, but um, no, I am going to be listening to your amazing podcast, Cassie. And, um, yes, please make more. They are brilliant. Thank you. Bye. Hi, and welcome to Camp Half-Blood Storytime with me, Kitty. Or Cassie. I might say either one. Those are both my nicknames. But, uh, yeah. Um, so first things first, I have a few things to say before I start reading. So sorry if this intro is a bit long. You can skip ahead. You could listen to me. You could do whatever you want. You could stop listening, but then I'd be irritated. So please don't stop listening. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, comedy, yeah. But, so I tried doing a run-through of this episode, and it turns out one chapter is way, 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 way too long. Like, it ended up being nearly half an hour. I do not want to waste half an hour of your lives. So, I'm just gonna read, not that Percy Jackson is a waste of time, listening to me is a waste of time, but, uh, yeah, jokes. Um, so I don't want to, like, take up so much time on doing that, because I have a bad attention span. So I can only really read half a chapter, so I'll be reading seven pages, um, which is actually still long. Especially with this long intro I'm doing. But, yeah, so, um... That's also this is episode one, series one, part one, a lot of ones, yeah. Also, I'd like to say thank you to Addie, who's also known as Ivy Cloud. She does a podcast called Duty to the Can, Clan Colon Ivy Cloud. Um, she's like she's really nice. She's one of my friends, and um, she listened to one of like the recordings. She because she knew as like, I was going to do this. And she said, yeah, it's really nice. You're doing really well. Make more episodes. And things like that. So I was like, oh, yeah, thank you very much. I might continue doing this podcast. Thank you, my friend. Um, so I was like that to her. So I also think you should check out her um, podcast. Really good. Um, she might be doing a collaboration with someone. Ooh. Yes, let's say that. Ooh. I can't hear you guys, but say it with me. Oh, you probably didn't say it, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of a win. But that's happening, so please go over to that. I might do a collaboration with her too, so hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, I should probably start reading the book and not wasting your time chatting. Sorry, I'm talkative and have the attention span of a goldfish. Let's get started. First, find yourself a comfy seat, because I've been walking around like a madman for the last half an hour and I need to sit down. (sighs) Make sure you have a cat on your lap, or if you're allergic to cats, don't have a cat on your lap. Make sure you're in a comfy space and you're comfy. You're perfectly fine. And let me read you Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Chapter 1. I accidentally vaporized 
my pre-Alberger teacher. Look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. If you're reading this because you think you might be one, my advice is close this book right now. Believe whatever lie your mum or dad tells you about your birth and try to lead a normal life. Being a half-blood, it's dangerous. It's scary. Most of the time, it gets you killed in painful, nasty ways. If you're a normal kid reading this book because you think it's fiction, great, read on. I envy you for being able to believe that none of this ever happened. If you recognize yourself in these pages, if you feel anything stirring inside, stop reading immediately. You might be one of us, and once you know it, it's only a matter of time before they sense it too, and they'll come for you. Don't say I didn't warn you. My name is Percy Jackson. I'm a 12-year-old, and until a few months ago, I was a boarding school student at Yancey Academy, a private school for troubled kids in upstate New York. Am I a troubled kid? Yeah, you could say that. I could start at any point in my short, miserable life to prove it. But things really started going bad last May, when our sixth grade class took a field trip to Manhattan, 28 mental case kids and two teachers on a yellow school bus heading to the Metropolitan Museum of Art to look at school, to look at some ancient Greek and Roman stuff, I know. It sounds like torture. Most Yancey field trips are. But Mr. Brunner, our Latin teacher, was leading the tr- this trip, so I had hopes. Mr. Brunner was a middle-aged guy in a motorized wheelchair. He had thinning hair and a scruffy beard and a frayed tweed jacket, he, which always smelled like coffee. You wouldn't think he'd be cool, but he told stories and jokes and let us play games in class. He also had this awesome collection of Roman armor and weapons, so he was the only teacher whose class didn't put me to sleep. I hoped the trip would be okay. At least, I hoped that for once, I wouldn't get in trouble. Boy, was I wrong. See, bad things tend to happen to me on field trips. Like on my fifth grade school, or when we went to Saragot Battlefield. I really hope I said that right. I probably said it wrong. I'm so sorry if I did. I had this accident with a revolutionary war cannon. I wasn't aiming for the school bus, but of course I got expelled anyway. And before that, at my fourth grade school, when we looked at behind the scenes tour of Marine World Shark Pool, I sort of hit the wrong lever on the catwalk and our class took a unplanned swim. And the time before that, well, you get the idea. This trip, I was determined to be good. All the way into the city, I put up with Nancy Bobafit, a freckly-haired, red-haired kleptomaniac girl. If you don't know what kleptomaniac girl, it means they have a compulsive disorder, which means they have to steal things. If they see anything that they like, they want to steal it, and they do quite often. It's, um, it's not a very good thing to be, so don't steal things, kids. Hitting my best friend, Grover, in the back of the head with chunks of peanut butter and ketchup sandwiches. Grover was an easy target. He was scrawning. He didn't. He cried when he got frustrated. He must have been held back several grades because he was the only sixth grader with acne and the start of a wispy beard on his chin. On top of all that, he was crippled. 
He had a note excusing him for PE for the rest of his life because he had some kind of muscular disease in his legs. He walked funny. Like every step hurt him, but he... But don't let that fool you. You should see him run when it was enchilada day in the cafeteria. Anyway, Nancy Boba Fett was throwing wads of sandwiches that had stuck in his curly brown hair. And she knew I couldn't do anything about it because I was already on probation. The headmaster had threatened me with death by in-school suspension if anything bad, embarrassing, or even mildly entertaining happened on this trip. I'm going to kill her, I muttered. Grover tried to calm me down. It's okay, I like peanut butter. He dodged another piece of Nancy's lunch. That's it. I started to get up, but Grover pulled me back to my seat. You're already on probation, he reminded me. You would know who will get blamed if anything happens. I looked back. I wish I'd decked Nancy Boba Fett right then and there. In school suspension would have been nothing compared to the mess I was about to get myself into. Mr. Brunner led the museum tour. He rode up from the front in his wheelchair, guiding us through the big echoey galleries, past marble statues and glasses cases full of really old black and orange pottery. It blew my mind how this stuff had survived for 2,000, 3,000 years. He gathered us around a four meter tall stone column with a big sphinx on the top and started telling us how it was a grave marker, a seal for a girl about our age. He told us about the carvings on the side. I was trying to listen, but about what he had to say because it was kind of interesting but everybody around me was talking and every time i told them to shut up the other teacher chaperone miss dodds would give me the evil eye miss dodds was a little maths teacher from georgia who always wore black leather even though she was 50 years old she looked like she looked mean enough to ride a harley right into your locker she had come to Yancey halfway through the year when our last maths teacher had a nervous breakdown. From her first day, Miss Dodds loved Nancy Bobbethit and figured I was devil spawn. She pointed her crooked finger down at me and say, Now, hon, real sweet, and I knew I was going to get after-school detention for a month. One time, after she made me raise out of old maths books until midnight, I told Grover I didn't think Miss Dodds was human. He looked at me real serious and said, You're absolutely right. Mr. Brunner kept talking about Greek funeral art. Finally, Nancy Boba Fett sniggered something about the naked guy on the steel, and I turned and said, Will you shut up? It came out louder than I meant it to, so the whole group laughed. Mr. Brunner stopped in his story. Mr. Jackson, he said, did you have a comment? My face was totally red. I said, no, sir. Mr. Brunner pointed at one of the pictures on the seal. Perhaps you could tell us what this picture represents. I looked at the carving and felt a flush of relief because I actually recognized it. That's Kronos eating his kids, right? Yes, Mr. Brunner said, obviously not satisfied. And he did this because, well, I racked my brain trying to remember. Kronos was the king god, and god? Mr. Brunner asked. Titan, I corrected myself. And he didn't trust his kids who were the gods, so, um, Cronus ate them, right? But his wife hid baby Jesus. I mean, 
Not Jesus. This is Greek mythology, not Christian. Zeus! And gave up, and gave Kronos a rock to eat instead. By the way, that bit wasn't in the book. That was me. He tricked his dad, Kronos, into buffing up his brothers and sisters. Ew! said one of the girls behind me. And so there was this big fight between the gods and the titans. I continued. I continued. The gods won! Some sniggers from the back of the group. Behind me, Nancy Bobbuffet mumbled to her friend. Like we're going to use this in real life. Like it's going to say on our job applications. Please explain why Kronos ate his kids. And why, Mr. Jackson, Brenner said, to com- to phrase Miss Bobbuffet's excellent question. Does this matter in real life? Busted! Grover muttered. Shut up! Nancy hissed. Her face even brighter red. Even a bright, and even brighter red than her hair. At least Nancy got in trouble too. Mr. Brenner was the only one who ever caught her saying anything wrong. He had radar ears. I thought his about his question and shrugged. I don't know, sir. I see. Mr. Brenner looked disappointed. Well, half credit, Mr. Jackson. Zeus did indeed feed Cronus a mixture of mustard and wine, which made him disgorge his other five children, who, of course, being immortal, his gods, being immortal gods, had been living and growing up completely undigested in the Titan's stomach. The gods defeated their father, sliced him to pieces with his own scythe, that's a kind of weapon, usually use it to cut wheat, and scattered his remains into Tartarus, the darkest part of the underworld. On that happy note, it's time for lunch. Miss Dodds, would you lead us back outside? And on that sad note, I'm going to finish reading. That's the me finishing reading that part of the episode. Now, if you like this, um, go tell your friends, your brothers, your siblings, your older brother, your younger brother, your older sister, your younger sister... That friend, that kid in your class, you know, what's his name? You just can't remember. But tell people, share the love, the enjoyment of listening to my podcast. Also, um, if you want me to talk less, please send me a voice message saying, saying, I love this podcast. Please stop talking. I won't mind. Really, I won't mind. But, um... Please do send me things so that um, I know if you want me to do something slightly different. Um, And in this description, I might put my email so then you can email me saying, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, and uh, things like that. I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. Listen on, if you dare. You have been listening to. Camp Health Blood Storytime with Kitty.